Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is already the 18th of September. It is Friday. Yay, I love Fridays. I don't even know why. I used to love it so much when I when I used to work in a regular company and that just kind of stuck with me because I know tomorrow will be different for whatever reason. However, today I have a lot of questions, so let's get at it and make it happen. Let's hope to God I go through all of them. So I have a question about, there's somebody who keeps writing me, and I say a lot of the questions anonymously, and this one is anonymous as well, and it says, this whole thing with love honestly has been hard and painful for me. I have another question. It's anonymous. If we got an uncomfortable physical experience, Not rape, but touching as a child with an adult against our will. Can that affect us in how we feel about ourselves and love? Sometimes I feel angry and I don't know from where that's coming from. I tried to do that thing with returning energy to the people who maybe hurt us a couple of times. And I thought about that because... You know, when we are young and we don't see this coming and then it happens to us and sometimes we completely shut down and our body isn't ours and other times we feel bad because whatever they did, it stimulated something in us even though we didn't want it to and we didn't see it coming. And so we carry with us guilt, and we carry with us anger, but neither of those feelings, or I want to say like features of our emotions, different parts of our emotions, have been hijacked by the person who did that to us. Because what they did was they gave us their confusion. They gave us their crossing boundaries. They gave us their anger. And what happens is, at times, we act on that as though it's our anger and our confusion, which is why sometimes somebody who's been molested or somebody who's been violated ends up violating others. Or let's even say a child that's been hit a lot. And then all of a sudden, they're hitting their kids, even though they hated it and even though they said, I would never do that to anybody. So I had another question that 
believe it or not, two different people, two different countries. And I didn't finish answering the first one, but they go together because they're both about giving back energy. And she says, Dear Nadia, I have been thinking about what you said about titles. And I discovered a belief in me which says, I need to prove my intelligence somehow or else I will not have a voice. No one will believe me. Isn't that just crazy? I have been trying to convince myself that I don't need to prove myself. Is that understandable? I have been told as a kid so many times that I don't know nothing and that I am somehow not good enough to be smart. I really want to get rid of this internal belief. It is not mine. Can I give it back, although I don't know who gave it to me exactly? Must be impossible, must be possible, right? Much love. So both of you are talking about giving back energy. So you both realize that whatever it is you're feeling, it is not yours. You have accepted somebody else's stuff without your conscious permission, but just by it having happened, you accepted it, which is why people have a hard time getting over things. But think about how far you come that you can even see that. And yeah, you may have tried to give it back, but let's get to the root of what it means, whether it's physical or emotional, to give that energy back. I worked with someone who every time she would work and get upset, she would get up, start throwing things and scream, and even her cat and her dog would go and hide when she would do that. They knew enough instinctively to protect themselves. But when you're a kid and you haven't seen what you can say is right or wrong, but you sense when things aren't okay, not many of us run away. We stay and we see what happens and now we spend a lifetime trying to balance that with who we were before that ever happened to us. That's why I say the things that Christ teaches us takes us back to before we ever heard the word no. No, don't touch me. No, don't say those things about me. Why would you say that to me? Do you understand what you have just done to me? And the truth is, no. They didn't understand what they just did to you, or they may have not done it. But Bigger than that is that most of the time when people can do this, their lack of awareness is also something you adopt. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Let's not talk about it. And if you do talk about it in the case of being touched inappropriately, you really fear being in trouble and you really fear that you've done something wrong because you picked up that they have done something wrong. And sometimes kids try to tell their parents, so-and-so did this, and they'll be like, oh, no, 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 they didn't. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it because now you're stirring the pot. Now you look like 
the troublemaker for telling or reporting that that happened to you. And in the other case, when somebody's fully putting us down, we think they have a reason to say that, and it's possibly true. So how do we help ourselves heal when this happens to us? And the first thing I want to do is take you back to who you were the day before that happened to you. Because if you remember the day it happened, you also remember the day before in the sense that you didn't have this issue. And and when someone says something, you may not be able to remember, but a time before they said that to you. It's not like exactly that day, so don't get wrapped up on that part of it. And tell yourself, I didn't have those feelings. Those weren't my feelings. Nobody ever touched me before. Nobody ever put me down before. And I felt pretty happy. I was kind of just like hmm, running around having fun. I was a kid. But what that person did to me was wrong. And I adopted their traits. They they came into me and I adopted them. I accepted that they're there. I took on their shame. I took on their anger. I took on everything that had to have broken down in them for them to have said that or done that to me. And before they did that to me, I don't remember being troubled by anything. And initially, I knew that was wrong, but I was a kid, and kids are so in the moment that I would just get up and run around and play again. A lot of times when we live in the kinds of cultures, which is almost all cultures, where perfection, whatever that means, is key. Perfection is who we should be, and if we are not, we don't say anything. So if somebody rattles your cage, rattles your life by inappropriately touching you or talking about you in a way that you can't relate to like why would why would they say that especially when it's our parents or our aunts or our uncles in any of the cases they've already grown up they've already passed your age and something happened to them that they just gave to you so when we give things back it's not like that's not my energy you take it back but I didn't even live your life. Take your life back. Separate your life from mine. I won't be able to erase the experience. And I don't like that it happened to me. And somehow I still wanted the love from the people around me. But because now I have a secret or I have something that I know someone said to me and I don't even know how to go back and fix it, For what I know now, I don't want any energy in me that isn't mine. I never had those feelings prior to that person saying that or doing that. 
And now that I know that, I'm aware of the fact that that part of me got put in me. It didn't come with me. So this whole thing about love, when you say honestly, has been very hard and painful for me. It puts the person, the human being, the soul, whoever soul it is, in a position of going around with this feeling like you need to be loved from the outside in to be loved because you've already felt compromised in the love for yourself. But the love for yourself that was compromised isn't your compromise, it was theirs. It was theirs. And that's what you're giving back to them is that compromise. Because prior to them walking into your life, you were not. But if you don't address it, you keep going through these cycles. Like you want to start fresh, start fresh, start fresh, because then that will erase that. But you have to Attempt to erase it, to erase it. And if you say you've tried it a couple of times, I hope with even more information that we just talked about, you try it again. Talk to that child. Go back to that age when it happened and remind yourself that you did not see this coming. And then thank God that it did not go as far as rape or as far as breaking you down mentally so that you cannot feel like you can achieve anything in your life. And even if it did get all the way to physical, give it back. It is not your emotional structure. And say, this was yours. I want to give you back what's yours so that I can see what's mine. Because right now I can't see what's mine because you're right on top of it and you've been on top of it since the day that this has happened to me or that I internalized what happened to me. The reason love is hard and painful for you is that you really do want to just plug someone into your world and say, well, I've got someone now. See, I'm okay. And other people will feel that from you and not be able to attach to you because it will feel to them like they are just being plugged in. You make the assessments early on without even paying attention to what's actually happening because that need to fill your smartness or your need to fill that love is coming from insecurity rather than security, and people can feel that. So they don't know what it is. They may not be sure exactly what is going on. They may not be sure, but they know that something is off. And they don't want to feel like they're just completing your picture on quicksand because your issues have not been addressed. They want to feel like they're sharing Not like, oh my gosh, if I don't do that, and oh my gosh, if I don't do this, then I'm not accepted either because the person themselves doesn't accept themselves in that way. 
If somebody who's really smart keeps telling themselves they're not smart, now they're not they're smart with insecurity. Do you see how that works? Doesn't mean the person isn't smart. They're still going to be as smart as they are, but they can never prove it to themselves because they are insecure about that smart that they were told they weren't. So if you say, what did that person know about me? What did they think they knew about me? What if what I did that day was like a mistake to them? And they thought, well, how could she do that? And why weren't they kind? Why didn't they say to me, oh, you know what? This isn't how we do that. This is how we do it. Would have been a non-event. It would have been a building block. But for whatever reason, they chose to say what they said. And that's their own inadequacy. That's how they see life. So giving back that energy is giving them back their entire school of life experience. Even when someone touches you, just tell yourself, my God, that was wrong. That was not okay. Forget that I'm, I should be pissed instead of shrink back in my corner and cry that this has been done to me because you cannot change it. Can heal it. The reason love is hard and painful for you is because what what you expect from it back. There's a part of you that doesn't really trust it. You may think that someone loves you because of who you are or how you look or what you wore that day or where you work or what car you drive. You may think it's all of those things. But love isn't any of those things. Nobody is just after you for sex. They can get sex anywhere, technically. And they don't love you for a moment in time that makes you shine and then not love you when you are not shiny. Love doesn't even see that. Love is comfort, contentment between two people where you should be able to breathe, not just try to charm them or woo them or get them or make them see how good you are because how good you are is the fallacy in your mind if you haven't addressed your issues. That's why they say do the work. The work is just facing it. It's not this phantom kind of obscure thing hanging out in the balance waiting for you to find it. That's not what that's about. But what it is about, what it is involving, is just you facing it. That's the part of us that we don't pay attention to. We don't pay attention because it's too hard. We don't know what to do with that information. We don't know why we need to do anything. It's gone. Nobody can see it. But they can see it because it's in your behavior. It's in 
your behavior. And you know it. The issue right there. There's a part of us that wants somebody else to fix it for us. If I just meet the right person. If I just wear the right dress. If I just say something smart. Then I will be loved. Will you? You have to start with loving yourself. You have to start with saying, yes, that was said to me. Yes, that happened to me. Of course I didn't see it coming. Of course I didn't. And this is what I'm going to do about it. Now you're empowered. So I put up a post on Instagram that said, Sadness and disappointment teach us that we are open to finding our greater truths. And I got a question. Dear Nadia, can you write an example? Thank you. So I said, we are sad or disappointed. It is because we put so much expectation on something that we have nowhere to go but down. On the other hand, trusting we are doing our best and content with the results of anything, we can handle it differently and it does not define us until we make a decision from our hearts why we want or have to have something. Is it coming from security or insecurity, need or want, or both? And I got the question, how both? And I said, I'll answer that on Friday. There's some things that we want that we actually need. We all need love because we are love, so we need to match our energy somewhere. If our love is insecure and maybe the parts of people talking down to us, but yet we're, we're really secure in a sense that, hey, I do take care of myself, but why can't I get over this problem? So now we're taking the secure part of us and using those tools to affect the insecure part of us because not everyone is insecure in everything. And did you ever go to get something fixed and a person is super good at computers or really good at fixing cars or they're a great electrician or plumber or accountant and you're like, oh my God, this person must have their life together. Look at how good they are at this. They have confidence. They're secure in what they know. And then you get to know them and you see that their private life is a little bit messy. And you go, how is that possible? Because there are insecurities and securities bouncing back and forth in our lives. So we got to use the stronger part of us to help us heal the part of us that's stagnant, that got stuck at six years old or five years old or four years old or eight years old. Because everything we want, at some point, we really think we need it. We don't look at it as a want. We need a car if we want to get around. But we also want a car, right? We want a good car or one that works or one that starts when you turn the key in the ignition. 
So separating the two, like, hey, this is where I'm secure. This is where I'm strong. And this is how I behave in these instances. I've always been a great student, even though they told me I wasn't smart. Is it possible that they were wrong? Is it possible that the person who inappropriately inappropriately touched me was mentally compromised? Yep, it is possible that they were wrong or compromised. So the secure part of you can say, hey, that wasn't okay. One, that will never happen to me again. I will never put myself in a position of trust with somebody that I have a gut feeling about is not okay. I will not accept from a partner that I don't feel comfortable inside as a result of them. Not because I need them as a Band-Aid, but that I can just be myself. Being yourself sometimes may be just quieter than you normally are. Maybe simpler than what you're trying to show. So how it can be both is that sometimes our needs and wants are the same. Sometimes we don't need what we want. Sometimes we don't want what we need. But setting the expectation based on others is only going to let you down. Because others don't know. They don't know where you're coming from. And the fact that you think of love as being hard and painful and that nobody attaches to you, it's because you yourself need to attach to you. So that when you are attached, you recognize if you are or not and you don't just accept anyone who's just kind. Because the other people want to be loved and if they sense that they're on shaky excuse me, on shaky ground, they're not going to be able to stay. We don't walk on floors that are not solid. And if we do, we're not as solid as you're not solid, and we may fit. Otherwise, we do want a floor that's solid. So giving back that energy is talking to that child that didn't know better when the person said that or the other person did that. And we got to use our strengths to help us heal the things that showed up in our life that compromised our security, that injured our love, that pureness. Truth, love, and purity. The truth part is you looking at what really happened. Talk about to yourself exactly how you felt. I was surprised that that felt, actually, it it felt good, but not in a good way. Now I think everybody just wants that from me. There are people who just want it, but those aren't the people you want. You're looking for love and a relationship. People don't feel like they're walking on solid ground. They can't stay. 
They don't even know that they've done it that way. They just know better. So you have to know better and say, why am I walking on shaky ground? I need to address this. Why don't I think I'm smart? Oh, so-and-so said that, and they're gone. I don't even see them anymore. Or maybe I see them all the time, and I know that I will only keep them at arm's length because they have the ability to affect my security. And when my security is more secure, I can face them differently because now it'll just slide off me like Teflon. I hope that these suggestions helped and that you pay attention to how you can empower yourself and heal these parts of you because nobody deserves their life to be compromised based on somebody else's energy. That's just not okay. You guys have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday. I love you guys. Enjoy this weekend. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.